Welcome to China versus USA. This show explores China's growing global influence and geostrategic competition with the United States. I am Ying Ma. We are delighted to be joined today by Rick Fisher, senior fellow on Asian military affairs at the International Assessment and Strategy Center. Rick is a recognized authority on the the Chinese military and the Asian military balance and their implications for Asia and the United States. Rick, great to have you on the show. Ying, thank you for inviting me. Speaker Nancy Pelosi's trip to Taiwan in early August clearly infuriated China, which claims the democratic self-governing island as a renegade province. Immediately after Pelosi's visit, Beijing conducted its largest ever military exercises around Taiwan, threatening to ultimately bring the island under Chinese control. Tensions have remained high since then. During the last weekend in August, the United States sent two warships through the Taiwan Strait to make clear that it remains international waters, not Chinese territory. Meanwhile, there is now constant talk about potential military conflict and whether and how Washington will come to Taiwan's aid should Beijing decide to invade. Rick, let's back up a bit and give our listeners some context. Uh, and you know, you've obviously been watching the Asia region for a long time. Um, back in November 2015, that was just seven years ago. In fact, a little bit less. The president of China and the president of Taiwan held their first ever meeting. Uh, and it was the first between the heads of state of the two sides.、Um, and the meeting took place in Singapore. It was warm and historic.、Um, now, today, less than seven years later, everybody's talking about the possibility of war. Why do you think cross-strait relations have gotten this tense in such a short amount of time? Well, Ying,、uh, relations have always been tense, especially since 1949. When、uh, the Chiang Kai-shek uh, uh, government, the nationalist government on China, lost、uh, the revolutionary struggle uh, with uh, Mao Zedong's Chinese Communist Party,、uh, Chiang fled to Taiwan, and ever since、uh, Mao and、uh, his su- successors have vowed to take over the、uh, island of Taiwan, which in the 1980s and 1990s. Transitioned to a uh, blossoming uh, democracy, changing、uh, the political balance between、uh, Taiwan and、uh, the Chinese Communist Party,、uh, likely forever,、uh, or until China invades Taiwan and destroys that democracy.、Uh, a process,、uh, uh, though Hong Kong was not a full democracy, its its democratic culture is now being Torn apart by the Chinese Communist Party,、uh, and、uh, in in my opinion, an invasion of Taiwan will be the beginning of the Chinese Communist Party's、uh, march, eventually against all democracies,、uh, in in an effort to subordinate the entire world to become the global hegemon, to become the one authority that determines、uh, state to state. Political, economic, and military relations, and to the degree that it can,、uh, political and economic relations within countries. Uh, but uh, the 
the reason why uh, you have such a difference between uh, uh, the visit of Ma Ying-jeou and Xi Jinping in Singapore and uh, the uh, brink of crisis today is that uh, the Chinese Communist Party really never had a chance of settling its differences peacefully with the democracy in Taiwan because the democracy in Taiwan never uh, was never and is never going to simply surrender to the authority of the Chinese Communist Party. And for the last four decades, the Chinese Communist Party has been reforming, rebuilding its military, and uh, is now reaching a point where it is practically almost ready to actually contemplate an invasion. So the military tension has just simply been increasing all along. Uh, mm -hmm. Political relations appear to have been uh, better under the Ma administration, but really they weren't. And under the uh, uh, Democratic Progressive Party administration of Tsai Ing-wen, which is clearly never going to agree to unification under uh, Xi Jinping's terms, uh, tensions have only spiraled upwards, largely because of the Chinese Communist Party. People on Taiwan, governments on Taiwan, would much rather live in peace and pursue prosperity in economic relations with uh, communist China. But uh, communist China wants to control Taiwan. It's not just interested in political and economic peace. It wants domination for uh, many Ma, other reasons. Ma Yingzhu, Ma, Ma Yingzhu obviously is the um, um, previous Taiwanese president and, and yes. Tai Ing-wen is the current president, uh, um, his um, um, President Ma's successor. Do you think Pelosi should have gone to Taiwan? Absolutely. Uh, it was uh, she. It, it's not up to the executive branch to tell the legislative branch what it should and shouldn't be doing, especially in terms of its diplomacy and and relations with sources of information. Uh, Speaker Pelosi was well within her. Uh, authority and uh, uh, her duties to uh, visit Taiwan. Uh, lending the prestige of her office is simply consistent with longstanding American support for Taiwan. But uh, the Chinese Communist Party chose to make it an issue, chose to make it a crisis, and proceeded to undertake uh, uh, five deliberate days of intense military exercises around the island and continued those exercises for about a week. And even, even uh, in the last 24 hours has uh, mounted a, a very large uh, air, aerial coercive demonstration of over 60 aircraft flying around the island. What do you think Pelosi accomplished with her visit? Pelosi accomplished uh, the, the simply that the United States Congress is involved in determining and setting and defending the American relationship with Taiwan and that she, the speaker, could not be bullied either by the government in Beijing or by the president of the United States. So official U.S. policy maintains a strategic ambiguity regarding whether Washington would come to Taiwan's well, that's, aid. That's, that's, that's never been a deliberately 
stated policy. It's, it's kind of been the effect of the United States simply not coming out and saying regularly, like the Chinese communist government comes out and says regularly, we, we hold the option of using force against Taiwan. You know, they say that scores of times uh, every year, but the United States simply does not say if China attacks Taiwan, we're going to attack China. We don't say that because we think it's destabilizing, but we don't take into account that in Beijing, they have a different set of values and constantly threatening war, constantly threatening to kill people is standard operating procedure for them, whereas it is not that that is not the case for our side. So President Joe Biden has said um, several times that should China invade Taiwan, the United States will come to Taiwan's aid. And then each time his White House staff um, has walked his statements back. Uh, Do you believe the United States will fight a war with China over Taiwan? If China attacks Taiwan, yes, American forces will be involved very quickly, if only because China will attack them, especially American forces in Japan, uh, most likely American forces based in Guam as well. Uh, The uh, People's Liberation Army of the Chinese Communist Party simply cannot win a war to conquer Taiwan if the United States becomes involved. So the People's Liberation Army has been preparing for the last 30 to 40 years in as much as it has been preparing to invade Taiwan, it has also been preparing to fight the United States Navy and United States Air Forces that may come to Taiwan's assistance. And if we go to war with China, and it sounds like China fully expects that we would if they invade Taiwan, what kind of losses would the US military suffer and what kind of losses would be suffered by the Chinese side? Well, just to go back for a point, uh, Ying, if I may, uh, it is still possible to prevent a war with China. Uh, It's it's a hard thing to do, especially after we failed to prevent Russia from invading the Ukraine. But it is possible to force Xi Jinping to think twice and perhaps not decide to go to war. The United States has no tactical nuclear weapons based in Asia. We could change that in 24 to 48 hours. That would completely change the balance of, of power on the Taiwan Strait and uh, on the uh, Ryukyu Islands of, of Japan. And yes, China China would think twice, but we've not taken that step. We've, When President George W. Bush withdrew American nuclear weapons from South Korea, off of U.S. Navy ships and uh, unofficially out of uh, Japan, we did not replace them. Whereas China has built up thousands of theater missiles and very likely also has hundreds to thousands of tactical nuclear weapons to complement its now burgeoning uh, strategic nuclear forces. But if there was a war, Ying, uh, it would be bloody. thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of Chinese troops would be sunk in uh, the uh, very lightly defended barges and very large civilian passenger ferries 
that would be the ma their main conveyance with with their armor and their logistic support train uh, uh, airborne forces attempting to land on Taiwan would be shot down in great numbers. Again, tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of, of Chinese soldiers would die. But yes, uh, hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of uh, Taiwanese would die from Chinese uh, missile strikes, Chinese airstrikes, and uh, uh, if they were able to get there from, from invasion forces. Not to mention, uh, the air, the uh, military bases that would be attacked in Japan, resulting in American and Japanese casualties and uh, American casualties on Guam. What sort of um, law, obviously it would be bloody on both sides, but what sort of losses would the U.S. military suffer and to what extent would that affect America's ability to project power um, in other parts of the world? Well, we would lose aircraft carriers. We would lose large amphibious uh, uh, assault ships. That would definitely affect our ability to support our allies around the world. Uh, uh, air, many aircraft could possibly be lost uh, on, on Japanese bases, perhaps Korean bases, and of course, Guam. Uh, but uh, the Chinese side would suffer tremendously as well. Uh, the American ace in the hole for the mean, for the time being, is our large and very effective nuclear submarine force. And uh, that nuclear submarine force would wreak havoc on the Chinese Navy and Chinese invasion forces. Not to mention the uh, 20 plus uh, Japanese uh, conventional submarines that are increasingly powered by air independent propulsion systems that would allow them to stay underwater for two or three weeks. Those submarines are amongst uh, the best in the world and would also uh, exact a, a very large toll on uh, Chinese uh, naval and uh, naval invasion forces. So let's go back to the concept of strategic ambiguity for a minute. Um, s some people, including um, General Keith Kellogg, former National Security Advisor to Vice President Mike Pence, uh, have said that um, America should just scrap this whole concept of strategic ambiguity altogether and then state unequivocally that we will defend Taiwan in the event of a, an invasion from the People's Republic of China. Do, do you agree with that view? My, my view is that uh, that's a halfway measure. The, the real point or the real choice for an American president to make is whether we will recognize the government in Taiwan, a democratic government, uh, many times elected by its own people as the legitimate government to confer full diplomatic recognition on Taiwan as, as we used to confer diplomatic recognition on East and West Germany. China has said repeatedly that any break of their one China principle, which, which we fudge over as our one China policy uh, and uh, simply break that, end that and recognize the government in Taipei as 
the legitimate government of, of Taiwan, uh, they have threatened to go to war over that. So before we make such a move, uh, it is incumbent upon the United States to deploy nuclear weapons with our allies, with our allies' consent, to radically build up our missile forces, our theater missile forces in Asia, and to build up Taiwan, Taiwan's defenses to the maximum degree possible, uh, uh, to airlift, uh, uh, spare weapons, spare parts, uh, uh, provisions to uh, survive bombardment and possible blockade. Uh, we basically, we have to prepare for a war with China before we make this move that China will interpret as a cause for war. We have to deter them from deciding to go to war. Again, do you, I, do I think, you think we should possible. recognize the we can do uh, this, we can do this and we can succeed. Do you think we, uh, excuse me for interrupting, do you think we should recognize Taiwan as yes. an independent country? Uh, we they, are, are... they are a self-governing country. They have been uh, since 1949. Uh, they have become a democracy admired by all other democracies around the world. Uh, they, they deserve to choose their own future. If they decide that they want political autonomy and independence, uh, we, should, we should recognize that and we should organize our allies to defend it, both in Europe and in Asia. How do you think Beijing would react? If we took adequate defensive measures, if we made clear that a decision uh, to go to war against Taiwan would be a decision to go to war against all democracies and that the Chinese people, the Chinese government, the Chinese Communist Party would be criminalized around the world, isolated, and that the Chinese people would be economically and politically isolated, we could turn the heat on and turn on the pressure cooker on the Chinese Communist Party, and we could help the Chinese people to overthrow this, this horrible regime that threatens the peace of the whole world. We are speaking with Rick Fisher senior fellow on Asian military affairs at the International Assessment and Strategy Center. Let's go back to um, Ukraine for a minute. Uh, you, you mentioned Russia's invasion of, of Ukraine, and a lot of comparisons have been made between China's potential invasion of Taiwan to the war in Ukraine right now. The United States and its NATO allies have bent over backwards to, to say that they will not fight a hot war with Russia over Ukraine and that we're, going, we're merely going to continue providing um, weapons, we're going to continue with financial sanctions and so on. Uh, yet, uh, as we discussed earlier, it is widely expected that the U.S. will intervene on China's behalf if the latter is attacked by China. What do you think contributes to the difference in approach? In order to attack Taiwan, uh, China is going to have to attack islands controlled by Japan. They're going to want to occupy those islands, put forces on those islands in order to better attack the east side of Taiwan. Uh, Japan is a treaty ally. Uh, any attack against Japanese territory immediately will involve the forces of the United States. And the Taiwan Relations Act, although some people can say it is ambiguous, does have two very important clauses. The first 
important clause uh, is, is that it states that the United States decision to enter into diplomatic relations with the People's Republic of China is contingent on China's peaceful relations with Taiwan. And you know, China has been destroying that peace for most of the last decade. The second point that the Taiwan Relations Act uh, as policy of the United States requires the United States to do is to maintain the capability to defend Taiwan and, and our allies against Chinese aggression. So we need to do much more to fulfill that aspect of the Taiwan Relations Act as policy. Now, the decision to end, or, well, to either end diplomatic relations with China or to simply resume diplomatic relations with the government in Taipei is the decision of the president of the United States. But I believe that we're coming to this crossing the road very soon. Uh, if we decide to enter into relations with the government in Taipei, recognize government in Taiwan while preparing to deter war against Taiwan by China, I believe we can do that. We can create a more stable basis for peace on the Taiwan Strait by making clear to China that war simply will not succeed, that the Chinese Communist Party will be threatening itself far more by trying to go to war against Taiwan than it will be threatening Taiwan. Once the Chinese Communist Party understands that war is not a choice, it will get around to existing with Taiwan, the Republic of Taiwan, trading, engaging in commerce, as they have uh, quite profitably for 40 or so years. And then Asia will have this, this reason for instability and conflict taken away. Unfortunately, a, 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 a major reason for the legitimacy of the Chinese Communist Party will also be taken away. And by removing the option of conquering Taiwan, you're also making it much more difficult for the Chinese Communist Party to achieve eventual global hegemony, which is their real goal. There, Taiwan is just the first stepping stone of, of many wars that uh, they will have to fight in order to become the global hegemon. But by taking away that first war, all the other wars become much harder. What kind of involvement do you expect or what we want from our allies in the region, uh, such as Australia and Japan? Well, eventually we will want our allies to be fully armed uh, up to and most likely including tactical nuclear weapons. If a Chinese first strike uh, takes out the military projection and uh, nuclear uh, uh, war fighting capabilities of the United States, then we are going to want our allies like Japan and Australia uh, uh, to have the ability to deter nuclearly uh, uh, any subsequent attacks by China. We'll want South Korea to have those capabilities as well. 
uh, South Korea, many in Japan, uh, not not so many in Australia, but uh, they're they're coming around. Are as a first step considering the redeployment of American tactical nuclear weapons. Uh, there's quite a demand for this in South Korea, less so in Japan. But if the government in Japan were to explain to the Japanese people that this is this is a a temporary uh, a measure uh, necessary to prevent war, uh, it will have public support, uh, maybe not immediately, but uh, soon thereafter. Uh, Australia is is already contemplating not just well, it has decided to obtain uh, nuclear power to attack submarines, but it is also considering whether to try to purchase or lease American strategic bombers. So that, that same bomber, the B-21, could be made available to Japan so that it could be used to defend Japan's uh, sea, long sea lines of communication. We could make this bomber available to India as we could make it available to Great Britain. We could surround Russia and uh, China with uh, these these nuclear capable bombers uh, that that could be nuclear if China and Russia embark on a campaign of, of global aggression. You've written about the need for the United States to exploit China's internal contradictions. What contradictions are you referring to, and how should the U.S. exploit them? Well, in in wartime, uh, the contradictions would be pretty stark and, and uh, rather rather you could exploit them very quickly. If you blockade China and prevent the Chinese people from benefiting from oil and natural gas and uh, the great amount of uh, foodstuffs that they require every year from, from uh, uh, Latin America, uh, Australia and in other places, uh, Hungry people that are cold and in the dark uh, don't sit around and and uh, uh, they, they don't remain uh, very strong supporters of their government. So in in that in that sense, a a Chinese Communist Party decision to go to war would present contradictions that the United States and its allies could exploit very quickly, but. In, in, on, on other levels, what the United States and its allies need to do is become far more aggressive in their information warfare against the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, the Chinese Communist Party controls the internet. Uh, it uh, censors all discordant views on the internet. Uh, the United States really doesn't challenge this. Uh, there are ways, uh, there, are, there are tools that we could use <coughs> to break down the Chinese uh, Great Wall, Internet Great Wall, and to start feeding information to the people of China. I mean, what if, what if uh, uh, Chinese in the North knew about the kinds of corruption that take place in the South and vice versa? What if we could supply the names of corrupt Chinese officials in, in a manner that uh, Chinese could access and that they would know and they could identify. Uh, the Chinese 
communist party regime is is based on fear coercion and corruption uh, all of these uh, supply millions of opportunities to promote anger by the people of china against the chinese communist party uh, we're really not exploiting this at all well, uh, one one we area need, where the chinese doing that now i'm sorry one area where the Chinese people are quite angry at the moment is actually this Taiwan issue. And Chinese nationalism um, has been whipped up to kind of a frenzy state. And and there are times when you can see that the, the population appears to be more nationalistic on the Taiwan issue than even the Chinese government is. Um, so it, 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 in a... Um, in a situation that you were referring to earlier, if there are blockades, if the people of China are suffering um, due to the effects of, of a war between China and the U United States over Taiwan, do you think that they would be far more willing to bear the cost because they fervently believe that Taiwan belongs to China and ought to return to the mother motherland? Well, Ying, I, I, would, I would challenge the premise that the vast majority of Chinese share this uh, rabid uh, nationalism directed against Taiwan. Uh, I mean, it was it was commonplace up until about five or six years ago for academic visitors uh, going to, let's say, Shanghai or or Hong Kong or the regions around Hong Kong to uh, report back that. When when uh, the the issue of Taiwan was was brought up, people would snicker and say, "Well, you know that's a Beijing issue. We don't care about that." So it's it's not clear to me that all Chinese are uh, nationalistically spun up about uh, uh, retaking Taiwan and murdering as many Taiwanese as possible to take over. Uh, I think that if they were to, let's say, view uh, uh, multi multi uh, episode uh, uh, TV uh, soap operas or soap dramas about uh, a Chinese invasion of Taiwan and all the families that were destroyed, all the tragedies, all the all the pain that was caused. Uh, you could very quickly uh, help the people of China to gain a more balanced appreciation of the costs of war against any of their neighbors not just uh, Taiwan. Well, Rick, thanks very much for chatting with us. This, is, uh, this has been a fascinating conversation. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Ying, for the invitation. We have been speaking with Rick Fisher, Senior Fellow on Asian Military Affairs at the International Assessment and Strategy Center. This is China versus USA, and I am Ying Ma. Please follow us at facebook.com slash China vs USA and on Twitter at China v USA. Mm -hmm.